Hello, my name is Cody. <laughs> my name is Emily. And we are here with Misery Manor, here to give you an episode. But before we get started on this, please make sure you leave your manners at the door. Hi, we're redoing this episode. So oh. if you made it to this one, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only the oh, it's the first one. Second. Well, yeah. Yeah, we we don't know, but enjoy because we're redoing it. <laughs> okay. Ugh, I already hate the beginning, but here we go. Okay, so I'm redoing Fred and Rosemary West. But tell them why. Oh, the reason why is because we drank a lot and I was eating pizza during it. Yeah, it was like our first episode. It was not planned. Um, when we looked back at it, we were eating pizza. We were drinking heavily. And mm-hmm. after looking back at it, it was complete trash. The storyline was great, but, you know, we talked too much. We laughed and we had food in our mouth at one point. Just <laughs> It was definitely the do's and don'ts of um, Podcast 101. But it was interesting because we had recorded yours first, then we recorded that one, then we went back to posters and it wouldn't post, and then we had to redo yours after. After we had already had... So yours was even... Mine was even worse. So (laughs) mine right now is episode one, and it's remastered, so that's good. So now we're going to reciprocate that to this episode. And this is the last time we're doing this. Enjoy. I can see, like, everything. Your shorts are very tiny. I know, because we cycled before this. Go. Okay, here we go. So, we're going to start with Fred. Fred West was born September 29th, 1941, to Walter and Daisy West in Much Markle in the Herefordshire Village in England. Growing up, he was like any other kid, a nice boy, according to his aunt. He was one of six kids and apparently his mother's favorite child. But there were reports that he was sexually abused by his mother, which, I mean, that was why he was considered her favorite. That's disgusting and a half. I know. Um, but there were reports that he would... Oh, wait. I already read that. Sorry, I had to put my glasses on because I lost my spot. Um... Now, it is also reported that his father had incestuous relations with young girls, so his sisters and cousins, Fred's sisters and cousins, um, which is awful because Mm -hmm. they were also underage, so he was a real real bad guy. (laughs) Um, Though, again, this was never confirmed and could have just been Fred deterring any negativity off of him to someone else because that information came from Fred, so... um, He wasn't a good student in school. He dropped out to become a farmer, and he was in a motorcycle accident at the age of 17 and sustained massive head injuries. Well, that could explain it. Yes, it actually left him comatose for a week, and then he fell off a fire escape at, like, a Mm YMCA-type deal. Um, That frontal lobe is important. Well, that's just like the railroad killer, remember? And oh. a bunch of the serial killers that had issues with their yes. frontal lobe at a young age. So, um, 
actually when he fell at the YMCA or like the British version, it um left him with permanent brain yep. damage. Mm-hmm. And um West had a known relationship with the police for petty crimes, but in 1961 he was accused of impregnating a 13-year-old girl. Um the 13-year-old girl was his sister, Kitty. Ew, Kitty. Hate I... that name for a No, for like this situation. To know that it was her. I was yeah, like, I know. Not Kitty. That sounds like a sh- like a I, stripper. <laughs> I know. Well, it was his thirteen. It was his thirteen-year-old sister, and he was twenty. Um, and this caused Fred to be banished from his family, even though his mom took up for him at the trial. Um, his sister was too scared to testify, which is just so sad. Um, but he learned nothing from this experience because then he started working for a construction company, and he got caught stealing and then fired because he again was having sex with a minor. Horny. Yeah, but I'm like, he got fired from his job. I mean, well, I guess because it's a crime. What? But I'm like, who? how did they catch him doing? I, I don't Probably know. Probably screwing in the back. I don't know. Wait, but... was the person a co-worker too? No, because they were a minor. Oh. Um. So he was tried for the rape of the 13-year-old girl, mm. but was only convicted of child molestation because he claimed his head trauma was the cause of his behavior, which I think his mom had something to do with that, like helping him with that. Yeah, for sure. No, no. Yeah. So he didn't go to jail. He was just got that title of being a molester. Um, And then this is, I know you tell me the whole episode is a trigger, which really this one is, it's awful. Um, But at some point in his early life, he accidentally ran over a three-year-old child with a van and crushed them to death. Oh. Yeah. Well, so it was an accident, right? It was, but I'm wondering too, with like all of the brain trauma that he had, if he, I mean, you know, like it, it affected those types of functions. Like, I don't know. Like right. he clearly he, he doesn't have, have like good judgment. No, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but apparently it kind of fucked him up, you know, running over and, and the child did die. So Oof. it was awful. Um, Okay, we're going to fast forward a little bit. In November 1962, this is quick, he married Catherine, and we're going to uh, call her Rena because that's what she went by, Costello. She was Scottish, and she also had a police record for burglaries, so... Oh, match made in heaven. Kind of, yeah. She was also um, a sex worker, and when she and Fred met and then got married, because they got married pretty quick, um, she was actually pregnant with another man's baby, Um Where's the Maury show when you need it? I know. Does she know whose it was? Yes, actually. And I think I mentioned it down here, but I'll go ahead and go over that. Um, He was a man from Pakistan. So keep that in mind. We're in the 60s. We're in England. Oh, interracial, probably not a good thing. Right, right. right. And so you also have to keep in mind, they weren't married, and then she's marrying Fred, but she's pregnant with another man's baby. So when this baby comes out. We love it. Fred is white. Oh, Rena so is he didn't Scottish. know. He thinks it's his. No, 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 no. He oh. knows it's not his, but I'm talking about like society mm. and oh, people yeah. looking at oh, them. I'm sure, yeah. But I mean, in in the same breath, look, you know, they're both they both got like heavily. Uh, I don't know the word. They they both have police records. She's into sex work. They they're they've already got this rap sheet going, right? Right. I mean, so. she decided to bust it wide open, anyway. So I mean, oh, there you go. We love a we love a love triangle on this podcast, don't we? Yeah, and there's well, actually, I'm about to get into another lady here. So, um, Ooh, quad. right. So, in March of 1963, 
their daughter was born Charmaine, but this was the Pakistani man and mm. and uh, Rena's child. And it and I hate to refer him as that, but it I could never find his name, which like good on him because <laughs> he doesn't. He's really... like I don't want shit to do with that. Yeah, I and just who... left you and left you. Right, and I mean, who knows if he even knew that he even had this daughter? So right. was... what is in this robe, Cody? Oh, is that where the tag was? Yes. Scared me. Well, um, he also probably not to like. He was probably one of her clients. Pro- oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, so you're he, right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And literally, how many times did I try to read this paragraph the other day, and I've never even thought that. <laughs> Sorry, we had a we had to do an edit with this paragraph because I. I must have been drunk when I wrote this. But anyway, so um, we're in 1963. Fred is married to Rena. They have this little baby, Charmaine. Um, and Fred is now working as an ice cream van driver, which is kind of horrifying with his track record of being mm-hmm. a molester. So, um, Well, that's probably why he took the job. Well, I'm like, who hired him? So in 1964... Well, I don't think you... I think you can just get in a van and get you some ice creams popping. I don't really think it's a hiring process. Well, don't you have to have, like, a license? Can... Yeah, but... Not a, li- a driver's license. Like, a license to sell food. Yes. Maybe. I mean, in America, I mean, you do. Is... I know, but maybe now. Probably then. Good point. Good point. So, in 64, Fred and Rena actually had their own daughter, who they named Anna Marie. Aww. Um, So, they've got two babies real close together now. Um. Mm-hmm. So at this time, they meet a woman named Anne McFall. And um, she was living in this like caravan park that they had, that they were both living in as well. But at this time, Rena and Fred wanted to move their two daughters and themselves to Gloucester, but they didn't want to go like by themselves. And Anne McFall didn't want to go by themselves. She's a single lady by herself. So she's like, hey, like I'll move there with you guys and we can all just kind of like live in this little other caravan park together, mm-hmm. which I think is like a trailer park. Yeah. Which, no judgment, whatever. Or like a mo- motorhome, like... Mm-hmm. Exactly. RV park, yeah. Yeah. So they all moved there, and at this time is when Fran, Fred, I almost called him Fran, Fred began working at a slaughterhouse. Catherine Knight. Yes. He worked with Catherine Knight. No, he didn't. <laughs> so this is where experts believe his obsession with death, mutilation, dismemberment, blood, gore, and all that good stuff came to fruition. So we will see that he did mutilate and dismember the, um, the all of his victims. Okay. Yes. Um, so during the West time in Gloucester, which I know I'm not saying that right, but fuck off. I'm not from England. So <clears throat> there were eight reports of, of, of assaults where the description actually fit Fred West, though he wasn't linked to them right away. Mm. Um, And during this time, the marriage between Fred and Rena was deteriorating. Rena moved back to Scotland and left her two daughters with Fred and Anne McFall, which I don't really understand that because I know she moved there because she didn't, like, with them as a family because she didn't want to, like, be by herself in this new place. But at the same time, I'm like, were they a threesome? Like, I don't know. Could be. So, we'll see. Anyway, Raina came back to, I guess, check on her children, which we'll see later. She does that again. So, um, and they were all still living there in the caravan. I'd be but, like, bitch, don't check on me. You left me. Well, I don't think Fred really cares. But at the if same time. was the children. <laughs> well, that too. But they were so young, you know. I mean, at this time, they're, they're like toddlers. So, mm. um, 
Anyway, uh, this is where it gets really wild, though. So in 1967, McFall, Anne, the lady who's like the third wheel, Mm -hmm. becomes pregnant pregnant with Fred's baby. So they apparently did become intimate when Rena left. Um, and she wanted Fred to divorce Rena and marry her instead okay. because she's like, look, she's leaving her kids here. Da, da, da. Like, why don't you just marry me and we'll be this like happy family. family. Yeah. Well, instead of doing that or basically anything else that he could have done, he killed her. Killed Anne. the lady. Yep. He killed Anne McFall and he killed their unborn child. And he buried her near the caravan park that they lived at. Um, and he was only 24 when this happened. So oh, I was thinking he was like 42. Uh-uh. He was only 24. A child. So, yeah. So he killed this this lady. And, um, and this is where we get into the dismemberment. So it's... It doesn't sound like too crazy, but he does this to every victim. He cut off her fingers and toes. To get rid of DNA. Baby, DNA wasn't a thing back then. This is the 60s. Mm. What was Late the thing 60s. they didn't test for it? No. Yeah. But I'm just saying, <laughs> okay. like, uh, yeah. I don't know if it was like a fingerprint thing. I think it was a Maybe fetish thing. Maybe it was thing. a tor- or a torture thing. We don't know if it happened before or after. You know, I mean, well, I'm sure they can find that out, but I didn't find anything about that. That's a good point, actually. I could really look into that, but, I mean, here we are. And I'm or not it could doing be a trophy, like if he kept That's some. what I'm like, but they never found them. Mm. They never found the fingers? Or the toes, well, yeah. Because he probably kept them. I think he... Ate them? Yes. Ew. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, why can't he... Why couldn't they find them? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just really weird. But, um, so, Rena's back again. She moves back into the caravan. And, um, six months later, Fred West was linked to the disappearance of a 15-year-old girl, girl Mary Balsam. So... At this point, Fred's been accused of a lot of stuff. He's already been to jail, been convicted of molesting a girl. He got his sister pregnant. All this crazy shit, right? Burglary. And now we're at the point where there's a disappearance of a girl. And she's Mm -hmm. 15 years old. So she's falling into that minor, you know, small or young child. Yes. So Mary was actually abducted from a bus stop in Gloucester in January of 1968. And this becomes a theme throughout this entire story through all of these victims are our best stops. And that's where he met. Um, and this is, yes. And we're going to get into that. That's where oh. he met his future wife, Rosemary, oh, at a bus stop. That's okay. I was thinking it was Anna. So he met Rosemary. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm, cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I told you we read this paragraph a million times. It's a big <laughs> ass paragraph. <laughs> so, um, there has never been enough evidence, though, to convict him of the murder of uh, Mary Balsam. But when we posted pictures of this, when we did this case, I did include her picture in there because it's just so it obvious that that he was responsible for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so here we are. Fast forward to November. So about a year later, almost, because we were in January, is when he meets Rose Letts. And I had a side note here about the father of Charmaine, but we already went over that. Rose is Rosemary, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Rosemary Rose Letts was born on November 29th, 1953 in Devon, England. Both of Rose's parents struggled with mental illness. During her pregnancy with Rose, Rose's mother was administered electro-conclusive therapy for deep depression. Researchers think that this caused prenatal injury to Rose, which caused her to struggle in school and have 
aggression toward others. Um, apparently she had a weight problem too. And she also liked older men. And that is literally the opposite of Fred. Cause he likes oh, younger yeah. women. He was a big guy though. Yeah. But like the article that I read, it just like casually was like, yeah, she was fat and she liked old guys. I was like, okay. Ooh, she liked them old and wealthy. It says nowhere here that they were wealthy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we, we see that Rose's parents, they both have, have some mental issues going on. They had a terrible marriage and her father was a paranoid schizophrenic. And um, he also had violent behavior towards her and her mother. So mm-hmm. he was basically terrifying and reported to have sexually abused Rose as well, which is very weird to me that... Fred's mother apparently sexually abused him and Rose's father sexually abused her. So it's like, and then they both were like straight. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like a lot of times you'll, I mean, I've read cases where that happens and what? I thought I heard knocking. Sorry. I sharded myself. It's Daniel LaPlante. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, but, you know, that is weird. And also, those poor kids are just set up for... No, I don't want to say failure, but they're just set... They're not dealt the best cards. <laughs> they're not. I mean, look, you can be set up for failure and then overcome it. Yeah, and but, we know plenty of people like that, but it just sucks when you just are born into this world with a big slap on the face. Right, and the fact that he was schizophrenic... I mean, if you read about schizophrenia and not only that but paranoid schizophrenia that's scary and then being a child and that's your dad Mm -hmm. that's horrifying um also another thing that's really weird is her mom was named daisy and so was fred's mom oh oh well also daisy and then rose oh like flowers yeah i love daisies they're one of my favorite flowers well these bitches should be named weeds because they're fucking not what people want in their yard (laughs) okay um so tumbleweed and uh we're gonna call them tumbleweed and um fucking uh dead grass (laughs) okay okay um so at this time um daisy and rose moved out of their family home um and she was about 15 years old at this time but it wasn't long after that that Rose decided to move back in with her father. There's not a lot of explanation about it, but for some reason she was like, all right, well, I'm just going to move back in with dad. I'm thinking that maybe her mom had a little bit more stability not being around the father, Mm -hmm. and Rose was just, like, wanting to go crazy because she wanted to be with older men and, you know. Be a little promiscuous. Right. So this is when she starts dating Fred West. And keep in mind... He's a grown man, mm-hmm. and she was a teenager. Right. Um, and Rose's father surprisingly disapproved of his daughter's and Fred's relationship. And he even went as far to call social services on him, but nothing happened, which I think is also really interesting. So I think he had some form of, like, obsession with Rose, or it was like he didn't want his daughter with anyone else but him. I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. it had obviously nothing to do with the age. Right. He just used that. Right. So, um, it worked in his favor. Exactly. So at this time on Fred's side, he's no longer with Rena. Um, but their daughter, Anna Marie and Rena's daughter, Charmaine are still living with Fred in this caravan. And Rena's gone off again for like the third time. She just kind of leaves and come back 
She's a know. traveling woman. She's a gypsy. <laughs> um, and she doesn't come back until 1970. And when she comes back, she's looking for her daughter, Charmaine, which is interesting that she's only looking for Charmaine because I'm thinking because it's not Fred's daughter. And maybe mm. she just wants to have nothing to do with Fred, so she doesn't even want right. to see Anna Marie. Um, but she's looking for Charmaine at the caravan. And when she arrived, she asked Fred and Rose where Charmaine was. And in return, Fred and Rose became angry and they strangled Rena and then dismembered her body, cut off her fingers and toes and buried her close by Anne McFall in that caravan area. So they mm. just like right off the bat where they were like, you're asking for a no. Bah. Yeah. Cause they don't want people asking about it. No. So this, this story moves very quickly, but mm-hmm. it's. It is just what it is because we got to cover a lot of people here. Right. Um, she was only 26 years old. So her and Fred are, were around the same age, but um, it was awful. So for absolutely no reason, basically, they killed her just because mm-hmm. she came and was asking. She and, yeah. yeah. Um, they could have literally just sent Charmaine back with her mother, which mm-hmm. I don't understand why they didn't do that. And it's interesting because after this, Fred is sent to prison for stealing tires off a car and Rose be, is pregnant, mm-hmm. and she's 16 now, and she's left with Fred's baby. Charmaine. Well, and the baby that's in her tummy. And, yeah. And then the two daughters. Mm-hmm. And so if she would have just said, here, Charmaine, here's your daughter back, or here, Rena, That'd here's your daughter back. for her. Yes, because she becomes really frustrated with this at this time, because she's she's a teenager, and she's pregnant, so you've got mm. all these crazy hormones, and then she's got these two little kids that she's taking care of. And they're probably, like, I think at this time, they're probably, like, eight, that kind of okay. age range. Yeah. Um, and she did not like being in this situation. And then she gives birth to Heather, their baby. Mm-hmm. So the next part is a trigger, trigger warning. Um, it's believed that due to the stress for caring of three small children at such a young age caused Rhodes to become erratic and violent, which she saw a lot with her dad and in her home life. Mm -hmm. Um, and think about it when you're a teenager, if you were to become a parent, you would probably mirror a lot of how your parents raised you. Right. So that's just how I'm thinking. Um, during one of her violent outbursts in 1971, it is believed that Rose killed <clears throat> Fred and Rena's first child, eight-year-old Charmaine. So keep in mind that Fred West is in prison when Charmaine went missing. Here is an excerpt from a letter that Rose wrote to Fred during his stay in prison. Darling, about Char, I think she, I think she likes to be handled rough. But darling, why do I have to be the one to do it? I would keep her... For her own sake, if it wasn't for the rest of the children. So, teachers and friends, one friend that had witnessed Rose beating Charmaine with a wooden spoon while Charmaine's wrists were bound behind her back, were told that she was taken back by her birth mother when she went missing. Mm, But she was dead. Right. Um, Her birth mother, mother, Rena, who was already dead. So, that's not what happened. Right. It said that Rose hid Charmaine's body until Fred was released from prison. And then when he came out of prison he dug her body up uh cut off her fingers and toes and buried her again and no one ever looked for her so he didn't care no he was like i mean i don't know maybe he did but he never like he didn't leave rose for it or anything it's like welcome home so 
I'm sure you're probably looking for Charmaine. She is yeah. six feet under. Um, you might want to dig her up and get her toes well, and fingers. Well, and that's the thing is, like, she probably wasn't even that deep because she, like, just had a baby. She's yeah. not out there digging. Digging a, a trench. And I'm wondering, too, that the excerpt from that letter, if she was already dead when she sent that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, it was noticed enough to where, like, Charmaine's teachers and some friends of Charmaine's and We're things like, did eh, notice. Something's yeah, not right. That, that she was really hard on her. Yeah. And, and I think, too, it's because she wasn't even Fred's. So, yeah, it's sad because no one looked for her because her dad, like you mentioned, I didn't even think of, could have been uh, one of uh, Rena's clients since clients. she was a sex worker. Yeah. So, anyway, it sucks and it's sad. And well, yeah, because she's like, well, she's not even really related to us. So, yeah, she's not related to her. any of them. And, and I wonder, did she look, because she is half Pakistan, did she look like? Yes. She looked Pakistan? Yeah, she was darker. Um, so, actually, what happened when she was born, um, Fred and Rena told people that um, Rena had been pregnant because they saw them, like, around and saw that she had been pregnant, but that she miscarried, mm-hmm. like, late term, and so they adopted this baby. Oh, okay. So, that's what they told people, which is just, like, like, why did they care so much about what people thought? I mean, because it's the sixties. They were like criminals already. Mm. So why? Well, like we have already established their brain doesn't quite work right. Yeah. So anyway, it's really sad because no one ever looked for this child, and she just she didn't even have a chance at life because of the adults around her, and it just sucks. But um, anyway, um, for some reason, most likely because Rose was a minor, Fred and Rose married in Gloucester in January of nineteen seventy two. So them being married, she would have more, like, rights and yeah. whatever. Um, they had a second daughter named May. Okay, enough with the damn kids. Oh, they have a bunch of kids. Just wait. They have, like, eight kids. Yeah. She's a rabbit. <laughs> and isn't it interesting? They're all, Girls. like... Girls. Yes. It was like they were bred to fucking let... I don't Fred know. do his weird shit. So, after they have May... Um, in oh. July of that, I know I knew you'd like that name. Um, in July of that year, they moved into the infamous House of Horrors on 25 Cromwell Street. Yes, there are a ton of House of Horrors when you look into true crime and things mm-hmm. like that, but that is what, like, yeah, because that's what they call the uh, Turpin, Turpin uh-huh. family's House oh, of Horrors. Oh, god, but yeah, that was like right. Oh my god, I want to do that story so bad. Okay. Um, can we talk about how, oh yeah, we already said that, how he already had daughters. So yeah, he has four daughters right now. One of them's dead though. So, um, now Rose is earning extra money for the family by becoming a sex worker as well. So, um, she kind of already entertained men at their house, but, um, now that she had more mouths to feed, uh, she kind of began running a brothel in their house. Um, and it's interesting because she was the sole sex worker of the brothel. So she was very busy running this She was this the business. number one diamond yeah. doll. Yeah. So um, her and Fred would actually place ads in the paper for, quote, W.E., well-endowed West Indian males for sex with housewife. So because, what's, yeah. What's a West Indian? Is it like a, like a ethnicity? Well, like, in India, it would be, like, West India. 
Okay, and they're they're mad that Charmaine is mixed with I something know. else, but now they're out seeking that. Yeah, that's that's what I was asking. Okay. Yeah, well but endowed, he has to be like well endowed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they both do. So because Fred is a pervert, he liked to listen what, and, and watch. watch. I knew it. I know. The BBW porn. What is that blinking light? Oh, um. Anyway, yeah. Which <laughs> anyway. He installed a sound system in the cellar where this all happened so that he could listen and he made creepy little holes where he filmed them. So like he wasn't like in the room watching them. Your cat is putting his finger through the door. Oh no. Um but he liked to like secretly watch them, which is so gross. And right. I wonder if he ever put his pee pee in one of those holes and it's so nasty. No, bitch, it ain't a glory hole. It could be. <laughs> anyway. Um now I lost my spot. Um, oh, oh, okay, here it is. So the best part is that on many occasions, he showed his children these videos. Huh. Yeah, so that were on VCRs, of course, stolen because Fred West was a thief. And then he was actually reported by a store owner because um he went to this local video store and he took these homemade videos which actually like looking at them were like torture porn and he was trying to sell them to the guy that owned the video store to like make money off of them and the guy was like oh yeah and then like when fred left he reported him right but the police didn't do anything they figured they probably watched it well, I don't think he left the video, so they probably <laughs> just, like, didn't believe it. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, they're probably dealing with, like, murder, crime. Not well, murder. they're about to. So, the West took their children um, on 31 separate occasions to the local ER um, over the course of their lives. Um, some of the conditions and symptoms being strange puncture marks on the bottom of their feet, mm. as well as female genital injuries. Um, the female genital injuries were said to have been caused by abruptly having to stop while riding on a bicycle. Oh, uh, it was rape, huh? Yes. Um, one of their daughters suffered an ectopic pregnancy at the age of 15. Um, What's the, ectopic pregnancy? So an ectopic pregnancy is when the baby is like in the fallopian tube mm. and not in the uterus. Oh. And um, it can kill you well probably best for the baby anyway right uh assuming they're gonna kill this child oh well yeah the baby d- it, they would you have to terminate the pregnancy well no i'm saying like if this baby was born they probably would have k- killed her anyways you know they would have just raped her um but yeah he was um going to be the father grandfather of that baby which is just disgusting um at this time, though, the age of consent was 16 years old, so the pregnancy alone was evidence of rape, not to mention the incest, but no one investigated it. Mm. So since, the, you know, they took this their daughter in, she was only 15, so the fact that she had this ectopic pregnancy wasn't the only issue. The fact was that she'd had sex and these genital injuries, so they could have put those together and been like, oh, this little girl was raped. Yeah. Even if, even if she was having sex, she wasn't... The consent, I mean, you know, it could have been with an older guy. It should have been investigated either way. Right. Um, And it gets even worse. So keep in mind that I also told you that they had those strange puncture marks at the bottom of their feet. Torture? Yeah. So. Is that what that was, though? Just tort- like, just Yeah, like- you'll see what it came from. It was from something that Fred 
belt in his little um, dungeon. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, here's where it gets really bad. And I'm just, I have triggers all throughout here because th- these are small children. Mm. And even some of them, yeah, they're like in their teens, whatever. It's just, I, it doesn't matter how old they are. This is one of the most horrifying cases there is. And so I feel like much better that I'm redoing it just because um, I feel like I didn't give it a lot of justice the first time. Um, But here we go. And yes, that was my stomach. Um, Okay. Fred begins raping his daughter, Anna Marie, in his torture chamber. That was his firstborn. Okay. Rose and Fred would tie Anna Marie's hands and put a gag in her mouth and bring her down to the cellar. Rose would hold on to Anna Marie would hold Anna Marie down by sitting on her face. Ew. Yeah, that's not her daughter though. Remember, that's Rena's daughter. She's... She sat on her fucking face as Fred brutally. Her big ass. Yeah, yeah, she was a big lady. Yeah, she was. Um, as Fred brutally assaulted, raped, and violated her. She was eight years old when this started. Anna Marie was regularly threatened with being beat if she told anyone about what her parents were doing to her. But she was also told, quote, she should be grateful to have such great caring parents and that it had all been for her own good. Mm. So it keeps getting worse. Fred and Rose would regularly strap Anna Marie to a metal frame that Fred built in the cellar. This was made for Rose to engage in the article calls it lesbian sexual acts. This sweet eight-year-old girl wouldn't participate in school sports because she was too afraid her classmates would notice the marks on her body. And um, on this same topic, Rose once strangled one of their sons so hard that not only were her fingers bruised around his neck, but also the blood vessels in the whites of his eyes had burst. Ugh. He was also covered in bruises, so when asked at school what happened, he would make up a story, and it was just accepted. Aww. So they do end up having sons, but, I mean, it's right. just absolutely... Disgusting. Horrifying. Um, in 1972, the West hired a nanny, 17-year-old Caroline Owens. When she shows up to be a nanny, instead, Fred and Rose pick her up in the car, and Rose immediately starts to sexually assault her. And then Fred punched her in the face until she became unconscious. And she actually was one of the only survivors, right? Mm-hmm. How do you remember? Because I remember, because remember on the photo that we were looking at, it said like survivante or something like that. And oh, like, what yeah. does that mean? And we looked it up and it said like yeah, survivor. Because it was in French. Yeah. So, yeah. So, when I start going through the victims, so she is still a victim. She just right, survived. Right, of course. Um, and like I t- was trying to tell, like what I was telling Cody earlier, because I was trying to rewrite some of this stuff. There's so many victims, it's just easier for me to tell you their story as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like it better that way because it's kind of just giving them each their own piece. Right. Because all of their bodies are found in the one police search, but they're all found in different places. And I'm just going to go through when they meet them, their torture, their death, and then their discovery. Okay. So, um. Anyway, so here we go into getting 
into Caroline's story. They tied her up and brought her into the cellar where she was further assaulted by Rose and then raped by Fred. While Fred was raping her, Rose was apparently making them all tea, like all three of them. Um, the coolest part is that the couples released Caroline on one condition, that she would come back for more. I'd have been like, hell yes, I will. Yeah. And then fucking... Ugh. Yeah. So she obliged, and then she went straight to the police to report the Wests. What sucks is that the police basically convinced Caroline that it would be better to charge them with indecent assault rather than what it actually was, which was kidnapping and rape. Um and their reasoning for this was because it was more likely that the West would plead guilty instead of having a trial that Caroline would have to testify in, which we see a lot in these cases that they don't want to because they don't want to face their abuser again or relive it, right? right. And it's also really embarrassing, you know, yeah, to have to recall sure. any of over that. Over and over again. I mean, to be like, who knows? Rose maybe sat on her fucking face too. So um, Rosemary West and Fred West were each fined $75. Didn't we just spend that on sushi? Mm-hmm. Wow. But you know what? We weren't pregnant like Rose was. Oh, she's pregnant. She was pregnant with Again. their first son, Stephen. He was born in August of that year in 1973. Damn. Did they do anything to him? Mm-hmm. They sure do. So it should be noted that not all the girls that the Wests raped and tortured were also murdered by them because of this it was basically inevitable that they would be caught so like they were with caroline so we don't know how many people before this this happened Mm -hmm. to rose and fred learned from this experience that they can no longer leave victims alive to then report to authorities of the goings-on at the west residence at 25 cromwell over the next several years the west murdered 10 young women all the women they kidnapped were bound with masking tape sexually tortured some suspended from the ceiling. So this is where we're going to get really rough. So Linda Goff was 19 years old when her parents found a note she left them that said, please don't worry about me. I've got a flat and I will come and see you sometime. Three weeks later of not hearing from... She got a flat tire? No, like a, an apartment. Oh. Like a flat. Like, oh. yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. No. She predicted her flat tire. Yeah, she... she <laughs> Mm-hmm. No. So, three weeks later, after not hearing from Linda, her mother traced her daughter's footsteps with the help of Linda's friends to Cromwell Street. Though Linda had already been tortured, raped, and cut up by then. So she was probably also going there on the pretenses of becoming a, a nanny for them. Mm-hmm. So, this is so wild. So, Linda's mother was driving by and she of that house because uh-huh. they traced her ba- her whereabouts back to this house and Linda's mother noticed that her daughter's clothes were hanging on the clothesline outside of the west house she's like those are my kids clothes mm-hmm. she goes up to the door she knocks on the door rose answers the door and she's wearing linda's slippers mm. awkward and when prompted rose responded that linda had in fact been there but left for some resort on the seaside of town and she and her husband searched for her but of course to no avail so 
they sought help for several organizations from several organizations, um, including the Salvation Army, but they never actually reported her missing to police. Um, Linda's remains were found under a bathroom at 25 Cromwell that had once been a garage. She was the one of the very first victims to be murdered here at 25, uh, 25 Cromwell. Yeah, because so, the others were murdered at the RV park. Mm-hmm. And you'll also see that like she was found under a bathroom that had once been a garage. So a lot of building will also be happening here where like you'll be like, wait, how was she found under there? Because it used to be something else and okay. then they like poured cement over it. Caroline Ann Cooper, or Kaz, as she was known by family and friends, disappeared in November of 1973 while she was staying at the Pine Children's Home. She was placed there after her mother's death in 1966, um, and on November 10th, Carol Ann disappeared after being seen waiting to board the bus back to the children's home after a night out at the movies with her boyfriend. So here we are at the bus stops. Um, Many think that Fred and Rose picked her up while she was hitchhiking. Carol Ann was bound and suspended from the ceiling in the cellar where she was abused and raped. She was then murdered and dismembered. Her body was found in the cellar um, 20 years after her disappearance. Damn. Yeah, because this happens in the 90s when they're actually caught. So she was only 15 years old. Um, Lucy Parrington was our next victim. She was 21 years old. Um, she was one of the older ones. Yeah. She was visiting home for the holidays when she went missing after leaving a friend's house on December 27th, 1973. Oh, two days after Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think that's my parents' anniversary, actually. It's believed that she was picked up by the West at a bus stop, just like Carol Ann Cooper. Lucy's mother reported her missing, which ensued a large search for her. The exact date of her disappearance is unknown, as I saw it written as the 22nd and the 27th, but it's documented that on January 3rd, my cousin's birthday, 1974, Fred West went to the hospital to treat a severe cut on his right hand early that morning. So this leads people to believe in that Lucy was actually kept alive for several days and, and maybe even back. weeks. Yeah. And, um, tortured before being murdered and then dismembered. So yeah. Yeah. And like with the things that he like suspended them on, he could have easily like cut himself on that. But I mean, you have to believe that she was fighting back. Um, I Let's, mean, it's just, I would like to believe that she put up a fight. <laughs> yes. Um, she was found under the cellar with the knife that actually dismembered her body. Wow. So, they probably just threw that in there like here. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's how I'm picturing it right. as well. Um, so, Therese Zingenalter was born in Switzerland and was thought to have moved to England in the 70s. She was also 21 years old. Um, she was a sociology student in London, and she was working at a ballet shoe shop, which was just, oh, like... Oh, so pure. Yeah. Um, Therese disappeared on Easter in 1974. She was hitchhiking from London to Wales when the West picked her up. Therese told her parents that she was going to try to stop in Ireland to visit her friend who was becoming a priest, but she never got there. She was known to hitchhike and was even said to brag to friends about how she, like, was very self-sufficient and Mm -hmm. could take care of herself. But she always contacted her parents to update them on where she was because I think she traveled a lot and she was just like, that's, yeah, and that's why she had that mentality. Like, I do this all the time. Right. You know, but. So when she went missing, they were like, this is not like her. When she went missing and and didn't say anything. Yeah, they were like, this is not like her. 
Exactly. So her parents did report her missing to Scotland Yard. Um, oh, there. The yeah. When they stopped hearing from her. Um, but her body, it, it was, it was found under a fake chimney Fred built over her body. So see, this is the second body that, that the police found in the 90s. But they, like, he literally just, like, made a furnace and, like, built it over where yeah, her body she was. she wouldn't think, oh, check under that house, right? Well, and I think, too, the fact that, like, every time he looked at the furnace, he knew she was under there. Ugh. Rather than just, like... A little space on the floor that you can't really identify. This had this significant structure over where her body was. Like a memorial, but a dark... Yeah. Um, But uh, she had appeared to have been gagged with a scarf. And um, I hate this part. So um, when they found her body, her... Which wasn't even a body then because it was 20 years later. Right. Um the scarf that they found that was tied around her neck was tied in a bow. What does that mean? She was gagged. So not really around her neck. So like in her mouth um, and around the back of her head and it was tied in a bow. Ew. And it was still obviously because it didn't disintegrate. So it was still like wrapped around like a skull. Yeah. Eesh. And I literally wrote, like which is so fucked. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Shirley Hubbard was the youngest of the West victims at a fresh 15 year old, 15 years old. She looks not a day over 11 in her picture and it's so sad. Um, and like when I just read her name there, I like my heart dropped cause I can picture her. Um, Shirley had several last names. She was born as Shirley Lloyd, but also known as Shirley Owen. Her parents separated when she was two years old and It was at that time that she was put into the system. In 1972, Shirley decided she wanted to be called Shirley Hubbard, but it was never actually legally changed to that. So um, I wrote, I couldn't help but wonder if that was her way of distancing herself from her parents and her, like, the beginning of her life. Rebranding. Yeah, basically, like, she started gaining her own sense of individuality and, like, that's just who she wanted to be. So... Here, she's Shirley Hubbard. She was in high school at the time of her disappearance and was reported missing after she was taken from a bus stop on her way home from a date after work. Shirley was found over two decades later under the cellar at Cromwell. The area of the cellar she was found under was decorated with a poster of Marilyn Monroe's picture and the names of some of her movies, her famous bus stop 1956 film being one of them. Shirley's entire head was wrapped in tape with a tube inserted into her nostrils, Mm. allowing her to breathe and stay alive throughout her torture. Police later came across an act very similar portrayed in one of the many pornographic magazines found in the West possession. So I think they tried it on her because she was so young and tiny. Like if you look at Yeah. They were like, she's easy to do. I mean, look, you have a 21 year old girl. That's, like, traveling and, like, very independent. Yeah, she's going to try to beat you. Yeah. This is tiny little Uh orphan girl. Right. And at that age, still kind of comply and do whatever you ask. Oh, I'm sure she was terrified. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel bad. I shouldn't have said it like that, like a little orphan girl. But, I mean, like... Well, she she, she might not have direction. She... Her parents split when she was young. She'll just... She was just starting to get, like, her own sense of herself. Yeah. Yeah, she had, yeah, yeah, she had she had been on a date that night yeah, and went to the bus stop. Herself. Yeah, and they picked her up. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, the whole, I can't even really picture that. I was going to look up pictures, but I was like, Ooh, I don't know no. like how they wrap, how they wrapped the, her head, head not of her, but like the act. And I'm like, well, then I'm going to get really weird porn on my computer. My dad will be mad. So around this time, apparently it became more difficult for Fred and Rose to bury their victims without their children noticing what was going on. Cause now their kids are getting older and they're like catching on to things. Yeah. Like what could. the hell is going on in the cellar? Exactly. Right. But at the same time, their parents show them weird shit all the time. So well, yeah, they're accustomed to this at this point. Right. So their solution was to beat the older children more. Oh. Yeah. So like if they th- said something, they were like, well, I'm going to beat you. Right. Um, this led to their 13-year-old son um, running away. But then he returned. And he was beaten and told he was almost old enough to have sex with his mother. Something Fred told him was normal for a boy his age. So, we're just going to leave that there. So he did? I guess. I just thought it was so weird. It was like, they didn't want their kids to see any of this. Their solution is to... Is to fuck your mother. Well, no. Their solution to them, like, even becoming suspicious or like, hey, what's going on? Was just to beat them more. Just to scare them not to be yeah. around any of it. Um so then their kid runs away and I guess comes back because he's a child and can't... He's like, like I can't survive on my own. Yeah, and then his dad's like, okay, well, now that you're back, it's time that your mother starts fucking you. Yeah, you want to be a man? you know. Yeah, he's like, this is what I did, because right. it is. And then you're 13, so you're like, oh, I guess this is how it goes. Because they don't know any different. How are they supposed to know? Mm-hmm. That's their first inter- introduction into sex, and that's just disgusting. disgusting. Um, Juanita Mott came from a broken home and left school and home at the age of 15. Juanita was known to be a bit rebellious and difficult. She was strong-willed, beautiful. She sounds like someone that would be our friend. Me. <laughs> um, did you just say she sounds like you? Yeah. Um, she had previously lodged at 25 Cromwell with the West and survived. So remember in the beginning mm-hmm. when I, the first girl, Caroline Owens, that actually went to the police, and after that they stopped leaving any of them alive? I wonder if she had also nannied for them, Juanita. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so in April of 1975, Juanita accepted a ride from them. She was going to a friend's wedding and never made it. Um, sadly, her disappearance was never reported to the police because she ran away from home. Mm. So um, her family did contact the Missing Persons Bureau and the media, but... I wonder how the police wouldn't jump on that and get involved. Like, her being reported in the Missing Persons Bureau, being in the media, like, especially with all these younger women at the same age going, like, missing and being reported as well. Right. Um, Juanita was suspended from the beams in the cellar and then murdered. Um, She was buried under the floor of the same cellar. And at this time, Fred concreted the entire floor of the cellar. And that is when it became the bedroom for the West children. Oh. So she was like the last one buried under there. And then he cemented it over. And the children slept on the dead bodies. Yep. Uh, Yeah. So here's another Shirley. Shirley Ann Robinson lived with Fred and Rosemary West for a time in 1977. 25 Cromwell Street was this like large house. Um, and so just like Juanita, she had rented out a room and was living there. It was a common thing that they did. I've never read where a man was or a boy 
had rented out there, it was only young girls. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the way that they did it was like, hey, we'll pay you to be a nanny. That's kind of how it seemed They've to me. They probably targeted young runaways who needed a place to stay. Exactly. Um, so they did this with Shirley and Juanita, as I mentioned. Um, and according to Jeffrey Wanzel, who wrote a biography on Fred West, which I think it's so interesting that he wrote the biography on Fred, but not Rosemary. Oh, Rosemary. Yeah. Um, said that Shirley thought of herself as Rose's replacement. Oh. So, though she had a sexual relationship with both Fred and Rose. Ugh. Yeah. So Which she's like, kind of funky. Well, she's being groomed. Yeah. So, when Rose heard that she said this, that she said, well, like, I'm your replacement, basically, um, she, Rose told Rose told Fred that it was time for Shirley to go. So when she said this, Shirley was eight months pregnant with Fred's baby. Oh, my gosh. So this is May of 1978. So she lived there for a while, several, Mm. several months. Um, When she was murdered, um, Rose was also pregnant. Damn. (laughs) So Fred had previously planned to sell Shirley... And his baby to this childless couple that lived in their, like, little community. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to be noted, oh, yeah, I said Rose was, that's why, because Rose was pregnant. And he's like, oh, I can't have, we can't have, like, two of these babies and then continue to kill people and all this. So, um, Shirley's body and her baby's body were found buried in the garden at the West Home a few months later. And then Rose gave birth to Luis. There, what is it now? Five Six. Six. Yeah. So I'm just like, Rose killed two people when she was pregnant. Yeah. Ugh. There's so many children involved. I know. But now we're out in the garden because the floor of the basement, his or cellar, has been concreted. Yeah. <laughs> Allison Allie Chambers was a rebellious teenager who went to live in a children's home in Gloucester at the age of 16. Friends recall her wanting constant attention, which I, I hate that because like, it makes it seem like not nice um hang on um allison soon ran away from the children's home to work as a live-in nanny for the west um there wasn't a timeline that i can find but it is believed that she lived at cromwell for several weeks before disappearing in august of 79 she was almost 17 years old her disappearance was reported to the missing per Persons Bureau, but initially to the police as an absconder of care, which is like a runaway. Mm-hmm. Um, in 94 is when they found Allison's body. She was also found in the garden and she had a leather belt tied around her skull, looped beneath her jaw, and then fastened at the top of her skull. Yeah. So can you picture that? Like, yeah. Kind of like when you get your teeth or when you get like facial work done they put that bandage around yeah but it was in between her mouth instead Uh, of just under her chin yeah um sorry the story is really long i can tell you're getting antsy rose isn't done birthing children by the way damn she's like (laughs) pregnant the majority of her life pretty much yeah uh rose gave birth to barry in 1980 it must be noted that not all of Rose's children are thought to be Fred's, though, because she's a sex worker, right. so she could have easily become pregnant at Mixed work. in there, for sure. Yeah. Of her eight children, only four were Fred's. Oh, they later found that out? Yeah. Okay. In 1982, Rosemary Jr., 
It literally said that was born the following year in 1983. Luciana was born. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find much on them individually, but I found in one article that in 1992, 13 year old, uh, 83 to 92. That's not 13, but whatever. Uh, that Luciana confided in a friend that Fred had raped and sodomized her. Yeah. Another trigger, somehow the West daughter, Anna Marie, was able to move out of the West home and move in with her boyfriend. She's the oldest of the daughters, or the kids in all. Um, Now Fred West just focused on his other daughters, Heather, 16, and then May. Of the two, Heather resisted her father's sexual abuse, which he in turn called her a lesbian. He's like, you don't want to screw me? You're a lesbian. Yeah. In 87, Heather told her friend about what was going on at home. And when Fred and Rose found out of their daughter's betrayal, they murdered her, dismembered her, and buried her in the back garden. Their son, Stephen, was ordered to dig the hole for his sister, Heather, though he was told it was for a fish pond. Rose and Fred told the kids that their sister, Heather, had decided to work at a holiday camp in another town. Heather was the last victim to be buried at 25 Cromwell. The family barbecue was taking place on top of her grave. In August of 1992, Detective and Constable Hazel Savage, which is like the coolest name ever. Savage. And she was a detective and a constable. So she had two things going on. Um, She led the search of 25 Cromwell Street. During the search, porn and obvious signs of child abuse were discovered. Fred West was arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor, and Rose was arrested for assisting in the rape of a minor. As Savage began investigating into the lives of the Wests and their children, she uncovered the abuse of Anna Marie and the disappearance of both Charmaine and Heather. Heather, yep. Yep. They were rumor, there were rumors about what was buried under their West patio. All the West children were taken into care, and Rose attempted suicide, but her son Stephen found her, and she was revived. I'm not sure by, like, authorities or by him, but probably not Stephen. So, this part sucks. The case against the West falls apart when two of their victims were again too traumatized to testify against them in court. This drove Detective and Constable Savage to continue to search for what happened to Heather West. She reportedly questioned the other West children, but they were either so well-trained or terrified of their parents that they would not cooperate with the police. But on February 25th, 1994, police searched 25 Cromwell Street again, but this time they had a warrant to search the garden. They, there they found two dismembered and decapitated bodies of young women. One of the bodies was Shirley Robinson and the other was Allison Chambers. I remember Shirley Robinson was the one that was eight months pregnant. Yeah. Um, Fred and Rosemary West were arrested for the final time. Fred claimed sole responsibility for the murders. And when Rose heard of this, she denied any and all knowledge of Heather's death or anything. Oh, because <laughs> she was Fred, like, if he's going to take yeah. it, then I'd, yeah. Uh-huh. Now that Fred was talking... He kept talking. He told police about the nine bodies in the cellar. Apparently identifying all these young women was a huge and difficult task. Then Fred told the authorities where his first wife, Rena, and his lover, Anne McFall, and daughter, Charmaine, were buried at that caravan place. Rose continued to claim her innocence and even fooled her daughter for several years. The police were always convinced of her guilt in the murders and her participation in the rapes. And I think it was um, their daughter, May, that she had talked to a lot and that, like, she convinced fooled. her that. Mm-hmm. 
for a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit. Um, Fred West was charged with 12 counts of murder on December 13th, my grandpa's birthday, 1994, and died by suicide on January 1st, 1995. So, I mean, he's just like two weeks later out. Yeah. Uh, Fucking idiot. Um, oh, I'm an, I'm actually an idiot. I wrote happy new year's motherfucker. (laughs) Even though he died. (laughs) (laughs) Before his death, Fred confided in someone, not sure who, that he was responsible for at least 20 other murders. And I think I believe that. Oh my God. Sure. If he did, how many did he do? 10. 10. Why would he not do 10 more? Yeah. He also wrote this to his son before he died. Quote, working all day and night like I did, you could, C-U-D, end up in here, H-E-A-R, always know what, no and O, what going on in your home. Please, P-L-I-A-S-E, son, always spend as much time with your wife and children as you can and love your wife and children. They're T-H-E-R-E. The most valuable thing you will ever have in your life. So look after it, son. He was really good at grammar. Yes, I can see that. In Fred's suicide note, he left the following suggestion for the epitaph on his tombstone. In loving memory, Fred West, Rosemary West, rest in peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace, he waits for Rose, his wife. That's so weird. Like, he wrote that. Then he, I mean, obviously he knew... Maybe he was, it was in a suicide note, but like he was like already like, okay, well, she's going to be buried next to me. Well, that's typically what happens. Okay. But also she. She'll go on to thought and bot with other men, right? No, but I'm just like, she, well, actually, but she like let him take all the blame, all this craziness. And then. Wait, so did she not go to prison? Yeah, she's in prison. But she, not for life, right? Because she, he took yes. the blame. Just because she's saying that she's innocent doesn't mean that they think she is. But you didn't say what she got, so I don't know. I'm not to her yet. Well, you could have said, I'm getting there. Rose West (laughs) went to trial on October 3rd, my friend Meredith's birthday, 1995, where where her stepdaughter, Anna Marie, testified of her participation in sexual assaults. Remember, she used to sit on her face. (laughs) God. Well, she did. I know, I know. I'm just thinking of her big body in that face. Well, the defense counsel tried to argue that evidence of assault was not evidence of murder, but when Rose got on the stand to testify, she proved her aggressive, violent behavior on her own. Oh my God, my computer is about to die. Um, This led the jury to believe that she could be capable and responsible for murder and found her guilty on 10 separate counts of murder on November 22nd, 1995. So happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm yeah. such an idiot. Well, you know, if you cause bodily harm to a minor, that's that's a life sentence, too. Well, here you go, baby. She received a life sentence, 25 years minimum, but it was extended to a whole life order, removing any possibility of parole. Rose tried appeals claiming new evidence, unfair trial, uh, or, yeah, unfair trial due to media, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she's still in jail, but turned to poetry. She wrote this little number to her daughter, whom she beat, raped, and abused repeatedly. I love you like the birds and bees. I love you like the flowers sweet. I love you like the deep blue seas and memories dear to keep. I Memories of you fucking raping me, yeah. Like, how do you think that was reciprocated? She probably trashed it and blew her nose in it. 
In October 1996, the House of Horrors at 25 Cromwell Street was demolished. I was about to say. I you know, know. I thought you were about to say someone lives there now. So like, no, uh, I mean, they, like, ripped up all the floor and everything. Anyway, right. so there is now a pathway that leads to the local town center. And in January 2003, Rose was once again in the spotlight as she announced her engagement to Dave Glover of the rock band Slade, which I've never heard of. Glover disputed the engagement and then lost his position in the band. Side note, it's believed that Rose West knows the fate of the missing teenager in the very beginning, Mary Balsam. I don't know how to say her name, and I wish I did. But um, she's thought to be Fred West's first victim, but she refuses to divulge any information, which kind of makes her suck even more than she already does. Yeah. Um, I want to end on a quote from Theodore Daryl Pimple. I really, I hate these names. Um, the police, the schools, the social services, the hospitals proved no substitute for the personal concern that families were once supposed to have provided, but that in a permissive climate in which tolerance all too often shades into indifference, many provide no longer. The failure of these agencies was not accidental, but inherent in their nature as bureaucracies. The state is not and never will be a substitute for an old fashioned mom and dad, except he said mom because he's mm. British. Mm-hmm. Sources are Daily Mail, BBC News, Biography.com, a horror story article written by Theodore Darapimple, an article in The Sun written by Dan Hall. Oh. I know it's a lot. A, well, it's a sad one. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Well, it's hard just because there's so many. I know. And you want to, like, do justice and tell their story, but there's so many. There's so many, and they were so young, and a few of them had run off. A few of them were already kind of on their own in a weird way. And like, the survivors don't want to, for their stories to be told. So there's just a lot going yeah. on. Or some of them, at least. I wonder how many of, like, these nannies that lived with, like, did boarding with them. Like, what happened? So, Rosemary's still alive to this day. Yep. I need to look up. I need to see if there's a picture, of, like, an updated photo of her. Oh, God. Disgusting. I well, wonder if she met Daryl LaPlante, Dan LaPlante. No. She's in across the pond. No, but I wonder if they met if they like each other. Probably not. Okay, well, I guess we're done. Can we use your computer for the next one? Yeah. All right, bye, Bye. guys. Did it stop? No, he didn't stop it. Oh. Oh, my God. Goodbye.